This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and it's our weekly Q&A with Layla, where we answer your questions. We're back. We're together fielding questions from listeners. Radio program at AOL.com is the address for questions. And uh, it, it's sort of harder and harder to, to kind of, it's like re-entry from uh, summer world into yeah, you know, get sitting under the fluorescent lights in the office, seeing yeah. patients. It's so weird. I mean, my life is so schizophrenic. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, this idyllic summer. Yeah, you know, uh, active in the sun in the water, uh, uh-huh. you know, grilling outside, and then I come in to the city mm-hmm. to see patients, uh, and then I turn around and I head back out to the beach. Yeah. You too, right? Me too. <laughs> Me too. You go to the South Fork, I go to the North right, Fork. Right, right. Right, 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 It is that. It is weird. And, you know, this is my... You've been doing that for years. Yes. But I've just started doing that recently. And it does feel schizophrenic. It's like, yeah. where am I waking up in the morning going, which bed am I in? You know, right. back in New York or back, you know, and then the question is, are out there. You know, do I wear a tie or do I wear like a, yeah, a, you know, a my cutoffs and my and, t-shirt. And cutoffs, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and flip-flops. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's like, well, right. Yeah, or, or the, the, uh, the five day scraggly beard. Right. Cause I don't shave when I'm out there. And then uh-huh. I, you, you know, I come in, I clean up my act, you know, I'm clean shaven. Right. I, you know, present a whole, well, anyway. Uh-huh. You know, uh, that doesn't come across very much on uh, audio, but uh, here we are, and we're here just we trying, we're, we're re-entering. We're, we're re-entering uh, the New York City zone. <laughs> right, and the podcast <laughs> And the feeling, zone. yeah. Right. So, uh, before we get to questions, radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions, and we thank you for questions. Uh, we, we actually had a little bit of a summer lull where, you know, question, we were starting to think like, whoa, our mailbag is drying up. But now I think people are... We're getting a lot of, lot more questions. A lot more so questions. keep them coming, keep everybody. Keep them coming, because mm-hmm. they're the grist for the mill for this. Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, though, there was, uh, we were regaled by headlines this week. Mm-hmm. And you saw the headline. I did. Uh, which is paleo diet, mm-hmm. something the effect of, you know, I have a story here somewhere, which is paleo diet, uh, May increase risk for cardiovascular disease. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Something along those lines. And I have that story actually here Mm -hmm. on my trusty iPad. But uh, to me, you know, I I did a little bit of a deeper dive on that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's... uh, it's a little bit like the keto crotch story. Remember the keto crotch story? Keto crotch. The keto crotch <laughs> is coming back in a new form. Oh uh, no! The keto crotch story being that if you want uh-huh. a keto diet, it's going to make your 
nether sort of parts uh, odiferous. <laughs> here's the headline. Here's the story. I actually have the story here. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, the story is has something to do with heart disease biomarker linked to paleo diet. Hmm. That's a little more sophisticated than you know keto crotch, mm-hmm. but it's <laughs> uh, it is by several steps an inferential study. In mm-hmm. other words, if this, then that, then that, then this, then that chain of causation yeah. that is a little bit um, tenuous, shall yes. we say. I'm trying yes. to be charitable here. Hmm. People who follow the paleo diet have twice the amount of a key blood biomarker linked closely to heart disease. The world's first major study examining the impact of the diet on gut bacteria has found. Uh, the research from the Edith Cowan University, mm-hmm. never heard of it, but it's in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, 44 people on the diet uh, were compared with 47 following a traditional Australian diet. Mm-hmm. What is that? You know, kangaroo meat or, you know... Traditional Australian diet... There's a lot of beer. Mm, I, I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Could be kangaroo, could be more even plant foods, could be... Wow, it could be any number of things. Hmm. Outback Steakhouse? Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. You know, they have a gluten-free menu. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay. They, they have so anyway, actually. so here's what they say. The, mm-hmm. the controversial paleo or caveman diet advocates eating meat, vegetables, nuts, and limited fruit and excludes grains, legumes, dairy, salt, refined sugar, and processed oils. Lead researcher Dr. Angela Genoni said that with the diet's growing popularity, it was important to understand the impact it could have on overall health. Uh, many uh-huh. paleo diet proponents claim the diet is beneficial to gut health, but this research suggests that when it comes to the production of TMAO in the gut, the paleo diet could be having an adverse impact in terms of heart health. Hmm. Okay. So, oh, interesting, interesting, because let's talk about what's TMAO as opposed to LMAO, which is an <laughs> abbreviation on... Laugh my butt off. <laughs> yes, right. You know, uh, for those not in, in the, into the lingo. Yes. But anybody under the age of like 35 knows what LMAO is. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, it, it's sort of like raffle, rolling on the floor, laughing, laughing mm-hmm. you know. Which is an abbreviation on it's you know it's like language is evolving. Yes. Uh, so this you know uh, the um, so TMAO is trimethylamine oxidase, mm-hmm. and it is supposed to be a bad guy, a risk factor when it comes to heart disease. And I think we should be measuring that a little more in okay. our current practice. It's a little harder test to get, but it's gettable. And when we measure cholesterol and homocysteine and LP little a, you know, it might be worthwhile it's looking. It's gettable. At. Yeah, it's gettable. Mm-hmm. It's gettable. Uh, so, but the question is, is it really linked to cardiovascular disease? And I'm actually uh, stealing my own thunder here because I'm writing an article about this, uh, about the TMAO controversy. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. if indeed the paleo diet was bad for the heart, uh, we could say that humans might not have evolved. Because the paleo diet is the evolutionary diet. So if yeah. it was really bad for the heart, people would have not we survived. We would have perished. Yeah. perished. But there's a little wrinkle to that, is that humans achieve reproductive optimization uh, by the age of 30 or 35 mm-hmm. in traditional cultures, mm-hmm. right? You know, you, you get pregnant early. Yeah. And yet, so... It wouldn't matter if you ate a diet that could affect your heart because it would, you'd have to live to like 50, 60, 70, 80 to experience the downsides of that. So yeah. I'm not going to take that off the table is that there may be some downsides yes. to the production of TMAO in the gut. Right. But let's look, what are the things that produce 
uh, trimethylamine oxid oxidase. Uh, one is choline, choline, which comes from fish. Yes. And virtually every study that you look at yes. suggests that a diet heavy in fish is not bad for the heart. No. Au contraire, it's mm -hmm. beneficial for the heart. Look at the Inuit. Yeah. That's right. So mm -hmm. that makes me wonder, you know, is TMAO really uh, causing problems? Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is carnitine is a source of TMAO, but every study that we've seen suggests that Carnitine is beneficial for the heart. Yes. As a supplement, it's, yeah. it's a heart-healthy supplement. In people who have heart disease, it's actually good for them. Yeah. So if that's the case, what's going on with TMAO? Well, here's another issue with TMAO is that some people produce it when they consume fish and meat, mm -hmm. and some people don't. Mm. And the reason is because of the gut flora. Yeah. And so it may be that because of dysbiosis or bad gut flora that yeah. some people produce it and that that may not occur in a true paleolithic context. We can compare this, I think readily, to somebody who produces kidney stones. Okay. The oxalate in very healthy foods, your berries, your spinach, your tea, all of that, be fun. they don't metabolize it properly. There's because, a thing called oxalobacter. Yes, oxalobacterformagenes, oh. which in a healthy okay. gut, there would be plenty of to help metabolize it. Right. Otherwise, you're going to be a stone former. Right. So those people making the TMAO are lacking something in the gut or the proper probiotic, prebiotic, etc. Right. So maybe something about the modern metabolize gut or a gut that has been treated with antibiotics or something. By the mm -hmm. way, uh, antibiotics, broad-spectrum antibiotics, reduce the production of TMAO. Mm. Uh, so it, it, mm -hmm. some people propose that people with high TMAO, the treatment is, you know, come up with a drug and we'll fix that. Wow. But is it something we need to fix? The That's the question. Yeah. Uh, so I've read very scholarly articles, very recent articles, some of them 2018, 2019, which discuss this. And it's, it's sort of like TMAO friend or foe. Is it implicated? We don't know. So I think it's... You made it's a, a rhyme. It's... <laughs> it's... <laughs> So it's a little bit, I think it's it's kind of catchy to say, oh, we studied the paleolithic diet and like, surprise, surprise, it's bad for you, just like we probably already thought, you know, this diet fad is, mm -hmm. you know, you people are deluding yourselves, you're going to get keto crotch and you're going to die of heart disease. You know, it, it's kind of catchy and it got a headline uh -huh. for a relatively obscure researcher at a university in Australia out of a study that is... Maybe a little questionable, yeah. Uh, but it was headline grabbing, and you know every uh, vegetarian blogger mm -hmm. posted this study as in defense of vegetarianism. I'll bet, I'll bet right? they just ate they, it up. They just ate it up because it was it was fodder for their vegetarianism. Their, yes, their, what they already believe. Yes. Uh, so the other thing that's interesting is it turns out that resveratrol is very good at suppressing TMAO production. Mm. So mm. we might say, hey, you know, let's check for TMAO in somebody who has cardiovascular surprising amount of plaque or cardiovascular risk, premature need for a stent or bypass. Well, maybe they're producing TMAO. Well, let's fix their gut flora yeah. rather than putting them mm -hmm. on a big, you know, starchy diet. Mm -hmm. You know, having them eat tons of oatmeal, which is another subject we're going to touch yeah. upon today. Yeah. Uh, because the meat and the fish were bad for them. Hmm. You know, that's all I'm saying. And, right. it, you know, I, I think, you know, I'll, I'll formulate my thoughts on this and 
my article will appear. Uh, some of you listen to this in a delayed fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may, the, the article may already be up on our website at drhoffman.com. It's about TMAO. Terrific. Terrific. Look forward to that. Okay. Wow. Uh, so. So much rests on the microbiome. Yeah. Yeah. Metabolizing all of these, quote, markers or metabolites or all of that. So it's important to get a true whole picture. But, you know, we, we have to be open to these interpretations. We do. Because we do. Uh, it may be that in a subset of people who are on a carnivore diet, mm-hmm. very high amounts of meat, that they may have, they may generate a risk factor for cardiovascular disease. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas other people do not. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, it'd be interesting to look at my TMAO levels because I eat a f- quite a lot of animal protein. Mm-hmm. I think you do too. I do. And, uh, and fish. I've been tested. I don't know if you are, have been or are willing to get tested. Not for, not for TMAO, I haven't, but I'd be willing to, yeah. But, you know, the ultimate test would be to get the coronary artery, uh, calcification test, which right. is zero in my case. Right. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. but many genetic factors go into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting stuff. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. But you need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and Beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Okay, we've got an email here from Michael. Michael writes to me, Dear Layla, your articles are always enlightening and spot on, with the, with the exception of your latest article on the clinical hazards of oatmeal. I like the way you termed that, Michael, the clinical hazards of oatmeal. You didn't Chuckle. call it that. Chuckle. I didn't okay. call it that. Okay. Yeah, nearly all the rigorous studies I have read actually support the consumption of oats as a means of managing insulin spikes. With its relatively low glycemic index and nutritional value, oatmeal should not be a concern for pre-diabetics or diabetics. So stop, stop here just yeah. a second. Is uh, yeah. different strokes for different folks. Yes. Glycemic index is uh, not valuable. It's not. Uh, because, not like glycemic load is. You know, because they're the, the Israeli researchers who recently did even glycemic load. Yeah. Yeah. That they found very individualized responses to different foods. For, so true. for some people, there could be no problem with oatmeal, and other mm-hmm. people could see a big surge in blood sugar and insulin. Exactly. Be, based on, again, the microbiome yep. or other genetic factors. Yep, yep. And Michael is saying... And it can be predicted by yes. looking at the flora. The the uh, Israeli Absolutely. researchers have come up with a test called the Day 2 test, uh-huh. which is very interesting. You send a stool sample, and they'll tell you what foods are likely to help you better control blood sugar. There you go. Based on your 
your GI flora. composition, your flora. Yeah. Now, that may be a bridge too far or a, a bit of a speculative leap, mm -hmm. but I've talked to some people who have really straightened out their blood sugar by following the day two suggestions. And paradoxical things come up. They can eat things that are fairly high in carbohydrates and yeah. be fine. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and other, alternatively, eat something lower yeah. and something so, else so happens. Like one patient, buckwheat said her blood sugar through the roof, and it's a very high-fiber, low-glycemic yeah. index grain. Yeah, yeah, uh, Whole-groat buckwheat. Whole-groat, not the partially, yeah. not the not the cut Kasha parts. varnishkas, you know, yes. not that kind of thing, which is yes, uh, yes, yes, Eastern yes. European dish. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Michael, you're saying that nearly all the rig rigorous studies you've read support the consumption of oats. There's no, there's no N of 1. And in my clinical practice, I have seen over and over again that those who are, who have diabetes, full-blown or even pre-diabetes, if they continue to eat oatmeal, they don't get the yeah. A1C that would be optimal right. or and in they, their they best interest. They need very strict carbohydrate now, restriction. Now, of course, choosing steel-cut oats or a good kind of oatmeal from the bucket of flan and donut diet is still great. Right. So, so <laughs> it's still better. No, However, I, I, it doesn't not, go all the way. Not that many of you have made steel cut yeah. uh, oats, but the only way to make steel cut oats is either with a pressure cooker mm. or uh, get a crock pot. And you got to. You, you, this is a premeditated thing. You can't just say, wake up and say, "Well, there's a steel cut oats. So I'll just pour it in a pot." You know, and I'll, you know. You got to cook it for forty-five you know, I'll, minutes. I'll, I'll turn on the heat and I'll brush my teeth and I'll come back and be ready. No, it's not like that. Yeah. It has to be cooked to death. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of chewy. Yes. And so here's one of these recommendations that gets lost in translation. A lot of people say, oh, oatmeal's good. So they get these little packets of instant oatmeal. Mm -hmm. Instant oatmeal is basically almost like flour. It's pre-digested. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's pre-cooked, pre mechanically pre-digested. It's, it's made very mm -hmm. starchy. Mm -hmm. And the fiber is degraded or almost absent. So, yeah. uh, so, so that's one point is that it, a lesson that is derived from steel cut mm -hmm. cannot be, you cannot infer that instant oatmeal or even quick oatmeal, mm -hmm. uh, or even the kind that takes 45 minutes to make yeah. is going to be the equivalent of steel cut oats. The other thing is, I, I, this is a lecture that I did in the 90s. Mm -hmm. I would do a lecture on talking about precisely this subject. Is oatmeal good for cardiovascular disease? And there's a cartoon of a guy standing by this mountain uh -huh. of oatmeal. And, it, and the caption is, the amount of oatmeal you'd have to eat in a lifetime to reduce your cardiovascular risk. <laughs> and so it's a little tiny person. And there's like this uh -huh. like Mount Everest of oatmeal. Yeah. So that's uh, the study showed that you got to eat a lot of oatmeal. Right, right. And oatmeal, it's got satiety value. It's very high fiber. Yes. And it's going to push out some other foods. That's true. That's true. So... Yeah, you know, but the bottom line on oatmeal with my pre-diabetic diabetic patients, if they've got an A1C of 5.8 or of 6.2, when we get rid of the oatmeal, Michael, when we get rid of the grain food right. group, which is the highest in carbohydrate, I see that A1C come down over and over and over I, again. And I can attest to that. Yeah. And here's that's the other why, thing. Mm -hmm. second meal effect, mm -hmm. very important. Oh, yeah. Because... If you start your, like my breakfast today, mm -hmm. and I'm still going strong, it's like noon. Yeah. I had breakfast at like seven. Mm -hmm. I just had uh, two two eggs scrambled with salt and pepper and ghee. And ghee, and nice. I'm 
a little hungry, but I'm doing fine. If yeah. I'd had a big bowl of oatmeal, mm -hmm. I would be, my blood sugar would be plummeting. Now. Oh, yeah. I'd be hungry by 1030. Yeah. Forget it would about be it. A, there, and then it would mm -hmm. promote, even in that meal, if that meal is not that caloric, it promotes hunger later. Yes. But for yes. some people, not for everyone. Right, right. right. And another example... That's why some vegetarians are perfectly happy. They're doing great. Yeah. God bless them. They found nirvana. They, they found, found it. something that works We're for them. We're not going to mess with that if that works. Uh, sure. Meets their microbiome uh, specifications. It's all good. Exactly. Exactly. The other thing I'll test you, Michael, is I've told many of my patients, pre-diabetic and diabetic alike, you make that breakfast meal perfect and not an oatmeal, you're going to get a better result blood sugar-wise hunger-wise, and hunger is the real tell that you've destabilized your blood sugar. And I've seen it happen over and over again right. with oatmeal and even with steel-cut oatmeal. So yes, there are rigorous studies out there, but they don't match with my cases of which I've been doing now for 15 years. Yeah, I mean, If I, it were the case, I, I would say, of, hey, eat some oatmeal. Some of those studies are, mm -hmm. you know, take people eating a standard American diet right. and instead substitute a lot of oatmeal. They're going to do better. Of course, because... Oatmeal is better than Fruit Loops. Oatmeal is better than a cinnamon bun. Better than Absolutely. a croissant yes. you know, for breakfast. Right, right. Right, okay. So that's really so, what they're looking at. Yeah, or so. or, or better than a, a uh, I mean, even some of the higher fat kinds of meals are mm -hmm. mixed with a lot of carbohydrates so that you will have an Egg McMuffin. Ah, uh -huh. uh, okay, well, but that's still a lot of uh, fat and carbohydrates together Yes, are the what ignite caloric uh, storage in yes, the body. Yes, absolutely, because they spike insulin. And, absolutely. you know, they, I, I commented on that, you know, with this, there's this relatively obscure diet making the rounds called the autumnal diet, mm -hmm. and I wrote about this, is on the idea that squirrels hibernate uh, in the winter, and what is very plentiful in the fall is acorns. Acorns yeah. are a combination of fat, and carbohydrates that is great for fat storage so that the squirrels who don't have any food and you know go into hibernation have something to they get fat you see these squirrels you go yes oh my god look at that big fat squirrel it's like <laughs> you don't see that squirrel in march or april looking like that they right. look kind of they're scraggy. scrawny at that yeah, they're point scrawny. but they mm -hmm. they can accumulate fat with mm -hmm. that kind of food well forget acorns i mean an egg mcmuffin yeah is would make a squirrel into a blip, you know, if they could <laughs> yes. eat it. And yes. they, they're making us into blips because... Yeah, so, they are. So the point of the diet is, if you want, have a very low-fat diet, great, mm -hmm. that's going to work. Or very high-fat diet, almost no carbs. That's going to work too. Yeah. But don't... The, the combination that makes you fat is a lot of carbs and a lot of fat. And by the way, yeah. it's the most scrumptious combination. Think of all our it favorite is. foods. Mac and cheese. Right. Bagels with cream cheese. Pizza. Pizza. Uh, all... Fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they are perfect yeah. combinations of that. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's that mouthfeel. Ice cream. Yes. You know, the, the mouthfeel that... Sugar and fat. Sugar that, and fat. That, it's, it's the mouthfeel that the fat creates, right. which is very so important. So check out, that. you know, Google the autumnal diet. The autumnal diet. Right. Okay. 
Moving on, let's see oh, here. You know what we need to do? We need to uh, pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. So You're give us kidding. a preview. Yeah, time oh. flies when you're having fun. Oh, sorry. This is a long one, so just preview. This is a long one. After rounds and rounds of antibiotics, this person has come down with boils and mouth ulcers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nasty. All right, well, this sounds like a consult. Yeah. So let's uh, defer that to part two. Mm-hmm. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. With our nutritionist in residence, Layla Mutant, it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. We'll be right back with more.